Before we begin, remember to smash that like button, subscribe if you haven't, and share this with anyone who you think needs to hear this message. Also, if you want to support the channel, you can become a member, you will get access to weekly Q&As and the exclusive CoffeeCast podcast where we'll answer those questions. Now that we've had that out of the way... Boom. Good morning, everybody. Mm -hmm. Good Good evening. Wait, that did have sound, right? It does. I heard it perfectly. Yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> good. <laughs> because I had my tab on mute. I was like, oh, my God, did I forget the sound again? I am so going to kill this thing. <laughs> no Merry problem. Christmas, everybody. Merry, Merry Christmas. Story. Merry Christmas and uh, happy Boxing Day. We, we call, do, you, do you celebrate Boxing Day? No, we have second Christmas Day. Oh. Is that like a yeah. hobbit? Where, like, you have 11 and breakfast? <laughs> No, no, unfortunately, no. But I'm not kidding. Like, I learned about Boxing Day when I was in England as well. I'm like, yeah, we in the Netherlands, we just call it Second Christmas Day. Mm. That's a, it's a much simpler name for it. Yeah. I know. You're, you're very direct people, aren't you? Straight to the yes. Point. Oh, you'll you'll know plenty of that when you ever read the Netherlands. But don't go to Amsterdam. Seriously, do yourself a favor. Just don't. Well, I'm I'm thinking of because um, I'm in Portugal right now, and I'm thinking of making a road trip uh, to Eastern Europe to check that out at some point. Uh, but if uh, Netherlands, you know, it's a long way out of the way, I'll, I'll say that much. It's a long drive to get to the Netherlands from where I am right now. How is Portugal, by the way? Like, uh, let's let's do a normal, basic podcast. Like, how have you been this week? How was it? It is lovely here, man. Uh, so we managed to escape. I'm traveling with my good friend, uh, Tommy Mahunter. Hmm. And we managed to escape the clutches of the UK government before they locked down their borders. And uh, yeah, we've been tra- we traveled through France, traveled through Spain. We've ended up in Portugal, and then London or UK rather went into tier ninety nine point nine nine lockdown. And uh, we're now in sunny Portugal, where the weather is fantastic. Uh, everyone is celebrating Christmas. They're not really masked Nazis here like they are in other places. Nice. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm quite enjoying myself. Yeah. yeah, I can imagine. Like you have beautiful stories on Instagram when uh, when you were in England and now in Portugal as well. It's like, my God, man. Yeah, I I have I have a few people commenting on my stuff saying, "Screw you, Sterling. You're making us very jealous." <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're in England because they're locked in their house, oh, or if they're in, or if they're in California, they're. Uh, you know, walking through human feces and stuff. Oh yeah, nobody wants to live in California, and there's nope. none of that here, which is lovely. Which is quite while I'm happy to be uh, taking a break <laughs> from my regular scheduled programming and be enjoying Europe, being enjoying the other side of that. It's my first time doing a road trip uh, through Europe, so it's quite liberating, man. The, the, I'm going on a tangent here, but the, the just having just having like a car, right? This, it's just simple thing. Just you didn't to... have a car there. No, I have, a, I have a car. I have a car. Uh, and I have a car. I had a car in Australia, but I've never traveled Europe with a car. I've only traveled Europe by planes mm-hmm. before. But the idea of just having a car and driving through all these small towns and and getting to, just driving and then stopping wherever you want and booking an Airbnb and then staying there on a whim, this very spontaneous spontaneous type of traveling is quite appealing to me. I'm very very much enjoying it. Mm-hmm. Like you got a motorcycle license? I don't know. Hmm. Ever thought of one? Yeah, I've definitely thought about getting one. Yeah, yeah, I'm a cruiser kind of guy. I like I I, I rode a little bit of motorcycles when I was a kid. Uh, my dad taught me how to. Here. 
I, I don't like dirt bikes or like race bikes. I like cruises, something I can like lay back, mm. enjoy the road on, you know? Yeah, okay. I get what you mean. I kind of like the excitement more. I hate the cruising because it's so, how do I, it's so safe. It's like, oh, everything is taken care of. Like my father bought a new car a while back and he always, he always enjoys his new toys. But that thing even has steering heat. <laughs> it's like that modern. It's like, what is this atrocity of comfort? Is it German by any chance? Opal. Uh, okay. So Vox in uh, England. Uh, okay. So that's pretty German. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. They're all about comfort today. That's I agree with you. It's 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 you want to you want to the whole point of a motorcycle is to is to snap you into the moment, right? Yeah. To not allow you to be comfortable to to keep your head on a swivel. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the only thing. Like I'm probably getting my motorcycle driver's license in uh, 2021 because I wanted to get the braces first and then all the rest. But with a motorcycle, like when I'm in a car, I'm already like uh, how do I aware of the people around me, like knowing there's probably one fucking idiot in there. But when you're on a motorcycle, <clears throat> you're um, way more vulnerable to the stupidity of others yes yep and it puts you gives you even more personal responsibility because mm -hmm. you've got to be responsible for like watching out for idiots everywhere <laughs> pretty damn much but yeah a good thing with the germans i mean their mechanics are great but i think that's still a little a little bit of a guilt tripping if you know what i mean like yeah, yeah we've got something to make up man like make these cars as comfortable as we can <laughs> <laughs> Just give everyone great card, and they'll solve the problem. <laughs> they'll forgive us at some point. <laughs> Forget all that, that that gas chamber stuff. Here's the BMW. Yeah, <laughs> nice one. Here's a Mercedes. <laughs> Steer heating. Well, oh shit! Heating. We mentioned the heating. No, it's not on gas. <laughs> now that I say that, I'm actually we are actually driving a BMW uh, with with seat heating. So there you go. Yeah, I know seat heating. I do like it though. I do like CD. Uh, I, I do not like it. I'm like, it, it turns on. I'm like, ugh, no. No, go to the north, man. Go to the north. Yeah. You'll you'll like it. Okay, you'll fine. like it. Especially in Eastern Europe, where it really gets cold. You'll like it. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to re uh, buy an entirely new wardrobe for you know Russian winters. Yeah. like how is the uh, cost of living in Portugal actually? I heard it's pretty cheap. It's very cheap. Yeah, it's very cheap. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're eating out every day. We're eating like steak dinners, like every steak steak lunches, steak dinners every day. It's costing us maybe like fifteen euros a meal, max twenty euros a meal, a meal, which is fine for me. I only, that I, is I, not I, much. I only really eat like one and a half meals a day, typically. Anyway, yeah, same. I very rarely have like I never have breakfast, breakfast, and I very rarely have lunch and dinner. Like a big lunch, big dinner, you know. So for me, it's like okay, like I'll skip through lunch and I'll have a big steak. We found like our local. We're, we're like five minutes from the beach here. Actually, if, if that, we we uh, we I've got a kettlebell with us. We carry our kettlebell and our boxing gloves down to the beach. Mm -hmm. we, some, we throw some iron around. We, we spar a bit and then we come back, wash off, and then walk another two minutes to a, a steak restaurant and have a lovely steak for lunch. It's a fucking fantastic week. My and God, man, living the life. And then there's a sauna. We have a, a 30 minutes away. There's, a, there's a, a gym with a sauna. We drive and we 
relax in the sauna and decompress. This is, mate, this is what I've been looking forward to for for the last couple of months. I've been planning this trip for a while. So uh, I'm, I'm very grateful to be out here right now uh, enjoying the fruits of my labor. I can imagine, mate. Here's a title for your new book, From Porn to Paradise. <laughs> uh, Look, there's not much, there's not much to, to 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 teach people there. I don't think. <laughs> no, but I mean, write a write a quick little novel, put it out there. Yeah, one hundred pages, full of yeah. it's amazing, it's amazing, you suck. Well, I kind of wanted, we, the whole point of this is we wanted to show people because everyone is is kind of like getting stressed out and and uh, stressed and 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 angry, rightfully so, at all these lockdowns and restrictions and man, mask mandates going on all around the world. And me and my buddy, we wanted, we wanted to kind of show people, like, you can just say no to all this bullshit if you want to. Yes. Because we've been traveling for three weeks now. We haven't put a mask on. Nice. Like, you just find a way around it. And you, and you, you Okay, you put up with a little bit of bullshit here and there. But for the most part, it's like, okay, you, you small businesses, stay away from big chains. That's the key. If you stay away from big chains, like a big supermarket chains or big restaurant chains or whatever, Mm-hmm. If you go go with small businesses, they're grateful for the for the business. They don't give a shit if you're wearing a mask. They're like, come on in, spend your money, because oh, yeah. they're the ones that are suffering, and they're the ones I want to support. If I, if someone doesn't give a shit if I wear a mask or not, I'm definitely supporting that restaurant. I'm definitely going back. <laughs> we we found like three spots here in the local town. They love us. We keep going back. Great state, great service. No masks. We we'll keep supporting you, and that's and that's basically it. They've just got a customer for life now. Nice. Yeah, but that, you tend to notice that a lot more. And the weird thing is, though, and I think that's a northern part of the Netherlands as well. And that's why I keep telling people don't go to Amsterdam because, like, Amsterdam is our California. They are way up the ass with the government. But I'm not going to go into that. But, like, up here in the north, it really is like, don't tread on me. Like, we don't care about your restrictions. We don't care about this whole COVID thing. Like, you've got some Karens, you've got some obese um, elderly who complain about things. But the majority, I mean, I saw people like without a mask in the uh, local supermarket, which, which is a big chain. Nobody, nobody said anything. They just don't care. Like, yesterday, when I walked back home from my friend's house, I just saw like, 12 people sitting together in their house, even though like government told us, don't do more than three people. They protect your family. Nobody cares. No, man, like, look, they tried to cancel Christmas in England. You know, that's what Boris Johnson was like, Christmas was canceled. Sorry, guys. Well, you can't cancel Christmas. You can't stop people from like, it's, a, it's, it's not something you give them. <laughs> you can't no, take it's it like that, that, <laughs> no, you just can't. You just cannot take that away. The thing is, though, like some people will go full mental and watch people celebrate. It's like they've got more than three people in the house. Police, could you please come over there? It's like, you know what? The only thing that's worse than a than a Karen is a male Karen. Yeah, we still don't have a name for that. I'm just gonna call. I'm well, calling them a male is probably giving them too much credit mm-hmm. uh, when they're acting like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've seen the types like button up shirt all the way to here. Shit stain is a better word for them. <laughs> Karen and shit stain. What a happy family. <laughs> exactly. But hey, look, look, to anyone who is watching this who, you know, who is concerned for their the health of their loved ones and older loved ones in particular, look, I understand. And take precautions with that if you want to. But 
young, healthy people like us have nothing to fear, and the entire world should not be and it should not be shut down for it. And especially, small businesses should not be destroyed for something that is not something that has a ninety nine point nine percent recovery rate. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, I've had it. Me too. I had it as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I had it back in May. It was like this, and it was one night of cold chills. That was it. That's all that happened to me. Yeah, uh, same here. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, I know people who had who had slightly worse symptoms. Maybe they were, they were kind of like, like they had a cold for like a week. But mm-hmm. that's it. They're fine now. It's like, okay, this isn't the boogeyman that you think it is. No. Absolutely not. But the weird thing is, like, I had the flu. At least I thought I had it. Then my best friend Watson had the flu as well. And he was, um, then we got a call from our uh, kickboxing dojo saying, well, Corona has been spotted here. Like, somebody tested positive. So I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, wait and see. I have it. So, okay. Word broke out. I got tested. I had it. But Watson, who was 30 minutes, no, who was beside me 30 minutes before I got tested, tested the next day after I got tested positive, and he was tested negative. Yeah. So I was like, we just had the flu, didn't we? We didn't even have corona. So- yeah, this, I've, I've seen stuff that says that the, the uh, PCR test, which is what they actually use, so my industry, the porn industry, had to uh, come up. So we shut it back in, back in like May. When everyone in California locked down for like two weeks, well, for a month or two actually, our industry shut down and was like, okay, we've got to figure out a way to test for this so that we can go back to shooting. Because mm-hmm. we always do STI testing every two weeks anyway. So we're pretty good at sting infections, uh, you know, I must say. You know, there hasn't been a HIV transmission on, on a porn set in like 10 years. So, really? Yeah, it's really, really good. Like they're very, very thorough with the. the it's an it's a self. It's a perfect example. The, probably the best example I've ever seen of self governance of like self regulation I've ever seen is the hmm. industry do it. So because our lives are at risk if we fuck up, basically. But anyway, yeah, so we, we, they figured out how to do like a rapid COVID test. The testing clinics we use, and so it's like a PCR test, which is I think is a pretty standard. It's like a throat swab test. Mm-hmm. And now, I've seen stuff now that is like. It's uh, uh, the variability of like the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Like the consistency of it is so irregular that you really don't know if you're getting like false negatives or false positives half the time. So I was like, well, there's not much point of even fucking doing the test. It's like, if people want to work, people can work. If they don't want to work, they can not work. It's, it sh- should be as simple as that as far as I'm concerned. You know, we take we take risk every day. Like in my industry, we take a risk every day that we might get a HIV transmission. Realistically, I mean, mm-hmm. the risk is very, 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 very low. We take a lot of really strong precautions, which have stopped that. Like I said, ha- happening in the last ten years. But there's still that risk because you're having unprotected sex, so it's still a risk. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, people if people are willing to risk HIV, I can't see why they aren't risk- willing to risk, uh, you know, coronavirus. <sighs> And but, even though it's not that bad. And when you look at the people who are, um, let's say, the fatal cases, the fatal cases. Yeah. Like, how much? Like, 90% of those already have an underlying disease. 
Yeah. Yeah, if you look at CDC, this this got slipped under, slipped under the radar. I don't know why we're, we're talking about this topic. This is going to get your channel banned, by the way, Jack. Oh, really? talk, no, I'm joking. <laughs> YouTube just don't title it anywhere <laughs> in the uh, in the description. You're in the title. This isn't monetized anyway. Exactly. So you're fine. Uh, Support me with super chats. <laughs> But there was a, the CDC released statistics maybe a month and a half or maybe two months ago now, which is like okay, like there was a shot they were uh, putting out numbers of like three hundred thousand have died from coronavirus, and then the CDC updated updated their statistics and it was about ten thousand. The other two hundred ninety thousand all had significant comorbidities. So that tells you right, like we're talking like diabetes, obesity, like. like a, heart conditions a bunch of stuff that so like the coronavirus wasn't the thing that killed them you know what i mean ah i know so you're looking at like about ten thousand to twelve thousand deaths total in the usa like total you get a lot more of that in flu season every year and flu and by the way flus have just disappeared for some reason what a surprise yeah <laughs> strange is that right like i had a because i had a talk with my boss about it and um, what was it again? Like middle of November. And then when they, I can't even remember when I had it, but it was flu season. And I told him like, yeah, well, I do have a bit of a cold, but it's November. That's normal. He's like, yeah, nothing to worry about. Well, then I turned out I had it. I was like, yeah, but it's just a common cold. I don't get the deal. Like working from home. Okay, fine, fine. But the whole locking down a country, killing small businesses. I'm like, really? Yeah. But then you get the whole, if we could save but one life, and that's been the narrative for decades. This is just another one. Like Watson said it perfectly when he said, this is just a new war on terror. That's what he said. I'm like, oh, that's a good one. Like the new war on drugs, new war on terror. This is just it. Because I was watching the Boris Johnson thing, and he was like, we must beat COVID. I'm like, you can't beat this. No. This is, has to go over. Yeah. Sounds, sounds horrible, but you... It has There's, to pass. Humanity has never like stopped a virus in history. We've just evolved immunity to it. Like it's an it's an impossible task. You can't like stop it like that. You know, especially because it's not especially because it's so, because it's so inf infectious and it's and you cannot show symptoms. Like it doesn't have symptoms for the vast majority of people. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, look, it's not like it's the black. It's not like it's a bubonic plague. You know, we can see if someone's dying, so you can isolate them and like, okay, then we can like contain this thing. It's not like that. It's like, you know. No, because a lot of people are walking around showing like perfect health and they're positive. Then and if that's the case, then you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> I know, I know, but I we're kind of preaching to the choir, aren't we? Like uh, we're we're creating a bit of an echo chamber. And that's my fault, by the way, but no, like no, we I, I, Mm -hmm. If people want to see an example of of me flipping the bird, flipping the finger to this kind of stuff, all these kind of regulations, uh, you can. I my on my YouTube channel we have a travel vlog which is going up every week now. Uh, it's called Still Enough Close, and it's basically me documenting my my travels through Europe. Uh, so there'll be there'll be a couple of episodes dropping this week. So guys, and then particularly funny ones of us running into police. In so it's going to be a good laugh. I think oh, that's going to be neat. Enjoy it. Like, but, what what was that like, by the way, going from, 
and I don't know how salary is like in the porn industry. I don't think it's like a paycheck every month. Maybe it is. I don't know. But it's a, it's a check every day that you show up. Oh, damn. Pay, Americans paint checks for some reason. I don't understand that. I mean, I, I, we Europeans have gone beyond their civilization and we do it all by bank account, like well, digitally. So, so do Australians. And it's very efficient and it works. Yeah, you know. work with kilos as well, right? Yes, because we're not insane. <sighs> and I just asked half my audience. Speaking about that, <laughs> speaking about that, I looked at my analytics of my YouTube channel. Did you know half the viewers are non-subscribers on this channel? It is outrageous. It is preposterous. These are my American people. I know it. We don't well, do subscriptions. We can well, watch it. You guys should be subscribing because it helps. It helps his channel grow. It helps more people see his work. It helps so many things. If you first subscribe and second, leave a comment on this video down below as well. That also do it. It also do really it. helps Jack's channels grow. Yeah, do it. Do it. Like you look very intensely in that camera, like you were about to choke them. Like, look at me. Look, this is this is my. I'm going to convince you of something. Look. <laughs> uh, let's see. Can I do that? How does that work again? Like, I want you full screen. Uh, there. Yeah, that's it. Look, subscribe to Jack's channel, you tight asses. It's free. It's a click of a button, and it helps this man who you're watching. If you're enjoying this content, then subscribe. It's that easy. Do you mind if I cut that out and just post it as a uh, solo video? <laughs> Wherever you want. <laughs> I'm so going to do that. Sterling Cooper endorses this channel. I do. I do enjoy it. Otherwise, it wouldn't be on it. Oh, there's going to be a lot more, by the way, because um, I have the memberships area. Click the join button to uh, support this channel and become a member. We're doing more fitness-related stuff because people asked about that. And now I'm getting back into the schedule-making, which I absolutely love because it's it's almost scientific. I just love it, like building these schedules and uh, looking at people's progress and like, oh, something is going wrong here and how much volume has it been making. Maybe it's over volume. Maybe it's a little bit uh, downplaying it. Maybe we could use another session, but we need to do variation on it. And it's just, I just absolutely love it. But then guys come up with questions where it's like, um, I already do squats, but my Bulgarian split squats, one-legged behind my head is like, and I'm like, what? <laughs> no. No, we don't do that here. We don't do that here. We simplify it. Yeah, simplify it, and then you get progress. Because seriously, yeah, fitness yeah. isn't that hard. It really is. It really comes down to three basic things, to be very honest, like consistency, variation, and progress. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Like how you want to apply that, click the join button, and I'll tell you. But I mean, I, I, didn't I message you earlier in the week saying, hey, you should, you should put out more fitness stuff? Yeah, I am going to. I'm going to yep. do that. I'm starting out with the live streams on the um, on the membership area, like watching how it goes, how people respond to it. But the response has been good. We had um, muscle fiber specific training last week. Was that last week? Yeah, it was last week. Because uh, Timius, one of my members, asked about that M muscle fiber specific training because you have like um, type one type two and that's either fast twitch or slow twitch and the fast twitch muscle fibers respond better to high intensity low reps and the other way around yep now the problem with fitness is and especially with strength training and this that when you finally have an answer to one question somebody else comes up and blows that answer out of the water it's like no we measured it again and apparently it all comes down to stay training 
you'll be fine. Mm. As long as you have a training schedule, you stay consistent, you variate between exercises, you make progression, you're fine. But then, indeed, then you get more to the powerlifting stuff with the conjugate method, which we will be discussing next week because I didn't have time this week because of Christmas. Like seriously, old school powerlifters are underrated when it yeah. comes to fitness. They train like a powerlifter, eat like a bodybuilder. Seriously, those guys knew what was up. Yeah, we, we, we said this before in live. I was saying like, I, like my body gets in the best shape when I do, when I like deadlift, squat, and sprint. If I do those three things, then the fat falls off. Mm-hmm. I bulk up. I'm in great shape and I'm feeling fantastic. It's like really, really simple. You, know? you don't bench press because you've got a well-developed pectoral area. Yeah, I don't know how I did that. <laughs> you've got nice tits. <laughs> that was the scientific way of saying it. I do nice. I think that's because I, before I before I started before I had a like squat lift back when I first started <laughs> in the gym as a younger man, I would do a lot of pec flies. That was kind of my main chest go-to. It's my that's actually my favorite chest exercise. I pref- I'm actually I actually have a pretty weak bench if I'm being perfectly honest. My favorite exercise is, the, is is like a very 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 slow uh, um, cadence pec fly. Mm-hmm. I developed my chest muscles basically. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, they're all show. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Sorry about that. Hold on. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, I know. I mean, my bench isn't that great either. Like, I've got a well-developed chest area, but, like, the bench in and of itself, like, I still can bench 225. I don't know, man. I am, like, maybe I should stop being natty. But Yeah, maybe. Lie, by the way. I've had creatine once. Like, ooh, filthy <laughs> druggy. <laughs> well, at least that works. Um, to be honest, like, creatine, I didn't notice much of a difference. Yeah. Let's go... Well, it's not like it's gonna. Uh, it's not like it. Uh, you know, it doesn't jack you up, but it's like it's one of those things that just has an effect over a long, longer period of time. Yeah, I just prefer eating more meat. In all honesty, I'm, instead I'm, of- I'm on the meat train with you there, sir. <laughs> that sounds so bad coming from you. I mean, fine. We're on the meat train. No, but seriously, like, and uh, we just discussed like when we had a meal, but I do it the other way around. I have breakfast, and that's it. And I mean, that is a big breakfast of like uh, about one kilo of steak, four eggs, bacon and cheese. Damn. See, I'm just not not hungry in the mornings. Depends on the season with me. Like when it's warm outside, I prefer to have dinner. Yeah. But like when it's like winter and things like that, I I want something inside me just to feel warm. That's what she said. I know. I know. Speaking about that, Judd Grover for five bucks. Thank you very much, Judd. Sadly, it'll be another episode that I got to miss. No, 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 no. You're subscribed. You can you can watch this on the rewind. <clears throat> Merry Christmas, everyone. You too, Judd. Quick game. Fuck Mary Kill. Sativa Rose. Noticia Thorne. Sully Leon. Sterling. Yeah. So we um we we had a quick look through these before we went live because I was I, I these are all older. Uh, porn stars. So these are women I have never had the chance to work with, nor will I, because they are all retired. Uh, so, and uh, because I, I, I have a certain preference for women, this is, it was incredibly easy for me to make a decision on. 
So <clears throat> the order is uh, Fuck Sativa Rose. She has a nice pair of jugs. Uh, marry Sunny Leone because she is already married and she's had a kid. So I know she would at least has the potential to be a mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, unfortunately, uh, Norticia Thorne uh, gets the kill because uh, I'm not a fan of Asian chicks. Sorry. Yeah, me neither. I don't have yellow fever. <clears throat> yeah, no, I just don't. I've got anti-yellow fever, if anything. <laughs> I, 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 wonder, I, I don't mean that in a racist way. I, just mean, I mean it in no, a way. No, 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 no. Just clarifying, if, in case there's any idiots watching. There always are. There <laughs> always. It's a miracle like the, the mob hasn't come after me yet. I'm almost at 5K Twitter followers and still no no news coverage, whatever. I was like, Wait what are you going to do to offend you people? <laughs> wait for it i go the other way around like i agree with you on noticia thorne just don't have yellow fever but Sally leone is already married so i just fuck her once mm, and see. then sativa rose since she's not married yet and she doesn't have a kid yet that's free game right 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 i see that <clears throat> i can see that i can see where you're going yeah that's how i want to do it right. like judd does that every time like judd is a member and uh, we do weekly Q and A's and a coffee cast. Me and my friend Watson just put coffee down, read the questions. He lately he just throws in a fuck Mary kill and stuff. Okay, who are these? Who are these? Like last week he did Mortal Kombat characters. Yeah. That's a good one. <clears throat> pretty much because um, he had the one with the uh, with the face cloth, but she had these weird teeth underneath them. I'm like, yeah, but you know, keep the face cloth on and. Yeah, but no, no BJ's going down there. Ah, that is a problem. Not that with, is a problem. Not with I've had to deal with that in my job, unfortunately. Did you know there's a horror film about that called Teeth? Oh, my God. Yeah, there is. Like, her vagina creates teeth. Oh, I think I've actually... I think I might have even seen bits of that. Yeah, no, thank you. Mm. No, I remember seeing one when I was a kid, that like a teenager of all things, uh... It was some German film, and it was a, it was like a killer condoms or something, and it was about these condoms. <laughs> Terrifying. Oh, God. This, it sounds like a horrible movie. No, uh, I always do that with the membership comments. Is this I, uh, true about uh, creating? Is it all it does? Surely, I'm pretty sure it does more than that. God, I have to look this up for the full details, but it does help with water retention in the muscles that gives you that slightly better pump looked and it gives you uh, less fatigue so let's say you're making volume you are able to make more volume when it comes to the higher reps because you have got more stored like glycogen storage i think that's the one well, or creatine, creatine yeah. storage in this case so you can perform longer yeah, that's that was my understanding of it because the because the creatine system is a completely different system of energy, right? There's a clear there's a creatine system, the ATP system, and then there's a third one which is like fat, I believe. There's a third system of some kind, and it's like it's basically creatine is the fuel, glycogen, glucose is the second fuel, and then fat is the third fuel, fuel and those are your mm -hmm. three energy systems in the body. And so when you when you preload your muscles with creatine. It allow it, it allows you to do more explosive stuff because that that burst of energy that like say like a power lift or a sprint, mm -hmm. Bingo. It, you're using your creatine system. So when you when you supplement it, you're preloading your muscle fibers with more creatine than your body naturally produces, and so you can get more out of that first initial burst of energy. Yeah, 
Exactly. Yeah, I was trying to translate them back to English because, like yeah. in Dutch, you have the uh, melkzuurfosfaat, creatinephosfaat, and then CO two phosphate. So yeah, if those are the three you just translated for me, then yes. But again, like creatine and all that, just gives you a bit more fuel where otherwise you would have failed earlier. But yeah, it's not that much. It's like one or two reps, maybe, yeah. maybe. But sometimes that's that's what it, like that. What was that famous? It was a famous Arnold Schwarzenegger quote. We were like, that, that the last rep is where is, is the one that counts. Mm-hmm. That's where all the work is actually done. Like everything else is a warm up. Yeah. yeah, and creatine is cheap as hell. Like good creatine is cheap as hell. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I haven't used it in ages. Again, I go for the meat, just proper beef, steak. Eat a cow. I'll do the job. Oh, yeah. Like carve off what I want. I'll ride the rest back home. <laughs> Old Dennis Leary joke. Let's see, got some coffee. No, but in all honesty, like when it comes to supplements and food and all that, when it comes to diet, there is so much science to it. There is so much science. And I'm a big proponent of what Stan Efferding used to say. He's like, what's the best diet? The one that you can follow. Yeah. All the science behind it, because I learned this. I learned this the hard way when I was a fitness instructor. People don't care about the science. People care about the results. You can't just stand there as a personal trainer and say, well, if you take this, they will care about your phosphates there and blah, 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 this and that there. They just don't care. They want to know, how do I lose weight? And when you look at all the science, and this, I told you about this like when we went, before we went on even, even with dietary science, it all comes down to this. Calories in versus calories out. Some people respond in a better way to a certain food than others. There is no one truth. It is all individual. Protein, that's the same for everybody. If you want to gain mass, that is at a minimum of 1.6 per kilo of body weight. Other than that, you, you go better on keto, do keto. You go better on high carb, do high carb. Seriously, depending on what you want, there is no one way to go with it. Always whole foods over supplements. That's one thing I always say as well. Vitamin D, supplement that. Like You can't have that in the food. You can't eat the bloody sun. And if you can, I want to meet you. Like How the hell do you do that, man? So that's why I kind of, at a certain point, because I used to be very deep in it, at a certain point, I just let it go. Because there was so much food science coming out, I was like, what do people want? Lose weight. How did they do it? Calorie deficit. Fine. How you want to achieve that? Eat whole foods. Eat um, mass foods. You know what mass foods are? Okay. So here's an example. Let's say you have a 300 gram chocolate bar, Milka. That thing is 1600 calories. Take broccoli 300 grams. You won't even get to 100 i believe yeah so that's what mass food is called when um, you have so a, filling up on stuff that is like has less calories it's less caloric dense and you're filling up on it so you that's yes yeah less caloric dense foods but yeah. they're like they're big in in weight yeah. and in well overall being and mass yeah so those are the foods you want same with steak like steak has a good caloric ratio 
especially mm. with the macronutrients and all that. But let's say you go for keto, like broccoli is a very filling food. You won't even get that much of calories in you. Yeah. So you have to look at that. Versus, say, bacon, which is like quite calorically dense, but it is like strips, you know, mm -hmm. filet mignon. Yeah, yeah, mostly because of the fat and things like that. Yes, but so if you do it right, you don't have to worry that much because, like, fat is very satiating. Yeah. So you're balancing it out. That's why I love it. Give me, give me the, I always ask for the, the like, we, we've been to the uh, uh, churrascaria, the, it's like a Brazilian barbecue here where they come by with like the skewers of meat and just cut them off and you just have an endless supply of meat. I always like tell the guy, this, I always point to the fattiest part on the skewer. I'm like, give me that. Oh, yeah. The big fat cap on top of it. Mm -hmm. You know what I made yesterday? I do not. Pork belly roast. You cheeky bastard, you. Oh. I, I still have about, how much is that? <laughs> Almost a kilo left. <sighs> for today. That's the best. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> that will be an idea of an OnlyFans. <laughs> Just pork roast pictures. Yeah. To be very honest, that's what I use Instagram for. Either cute animal pictures or food. Yeah, right. My yeah, because I know, like, I see, sometimes I see a girl with a nice ass, but I'm like, I know why you're here. So my, uh, my, I have a very weird Instagram feed. My Instagram feed is because uh, I follow all the people in my industry, obviously. So my Instagram feed is a mixture of, of giant butts and uh, bulldogs. Because nice. I, I really like bulldogs. I think I just think they're the best dog. So I follow a couple of like bulldog puppy pages or like like breeding pages rather. So it's basically mm -hmm. like giant ass, giant ass tits, bulldog, giant, <laughs> giant <ass> bulldog. <laughs> You know what the weird thing is? Because I don't follow one of these wenches on Instagram, but still these pictures pop up because I might have looked at one once. It's like, eh. Look, it's, it, Instagram is, is just a den of thottery. You can't get away from it. No, I just use the uh, dating apps and that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay, now stop, Dre. What's your favorite supplement you use? Vitamin D. It's the only mm. one. He mm. mm. used the fluid one, the drops. I, need to, I definitely need to supplement with vitamin D. I mean, I'm getting I'm getting sunshine every day here on my like you know training shirtless. That's I think that's a great way to get that sunshine. But if you're mm -hmm. in a place where you can't get that, then absolutely vitamin D is vital. Uh, magnesium is one I rate very very highly because I think people are most people are deficient in magnesium, mm. and especially if you're a guy who has trouble sleeping you're you're you have a high you're a high strong very stressed out kind of person supplementing with some magnesium before bed knock you out it's really good nice great sleep reduces the stress helps muscles like recover it's does a lot of stuff for you so nice. yeah i used to do magnesium i don't know why i quit actually no idea maybe because i didn't notice any different but you don't always have to notice a difference yeah and maybe i'll get back on magnesium good one Thanks. You should. I, I like, like magnesium and zinc, those things. Yeah, I supplement, I supplement with zinc too. The zinc, mm -hmm. so, I, zinc is, for, is like a testosterone uh, thing that I supplement for. Yeah, I need more of that. The more, the better. Yeah, right. I need more beard. 
you don't supplement with, shouldn't supplement with more than uh, 50 milligrams a day though because if you supplement with more than 50 milligrams a day consistently then you can have some some negative side effects we don't want that we don't want you don't, you don't need that like it's not it's very rare with any any kind of nutrient or supplement that where it's like more is better that is actually very very rare to have that situation most things is more. there's an optimal level for them true you know what people are deficient in as well a lot of all things salt mm. strangely enough because there's this weird taboo on salt like salt isn't good for your heart well yeah. I think kind of is particularly uh potassium i think is yes just, uh is missing in a lot of diets because it's hard to get a hold of it's hard to get like i think some natural sea salts have can have potassium in them Mm -hmm. But most table salt is just sodium chloride, so it's not. Yeah. It's um, not tomatoes have them a lot. Yeah. And um, there's this brand called No Salt. Huh. Has it a lot. I do that in my water because I have this uh, weird thing where my hands swell up in heat and things like that. And that's because of a lack of potassium. So I asked Stan Efferding, who's a very open guy, by the way, on social media. I just asked him, like, hey, I have this problem with my hands where it's like um, water retention like in my hands. That is fucked up. And he's like, how's your potassium? I have no idea. It's like, okay, go start eating more tomatoes, things like that. Come back to me. Wow. I start doing that, like one tomato a day. Great. Hmm. Just great. And then I added the no salt to the water fantastic but again stan efforting of the vertical diet he's the same guy that said what's the best diet the one that you can follow right right and he's very back to basic i really like that guy those are the guys i follow in fitness the the back to normacy guys yeah you don't need all this nonsense with oh like a, have we ever hmm? go ahead with a million like uh elastic bands and things that are strapped like if I see a pulley, I want to run away from the gym. I'm just like, just give me a lump of iron. Thank you very much. But do you have those resistance bands though? Since you're traveling, because they can come in handy. Oh, they can definitely come in handy. I'm I'm referring more to like the pulley systems on like oh, uh, you know those machines that you find in gyms where it's like the pull down bar and then the, the bicycle mm -hmm. bar, and it's all a pulley system to like some mm -hmm. suck weights. Just give me a lump of iron. Thank you. Had much. Yeah. That's why. That's why we've got the kettlebell. I'm like. Look, we can do a lot with a twenty kilogram kettlebell. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. is it is it the right weight where we can do like some Turkish get-ups? We can do like a ton of swings. We can do snatches, cleans, overhead presses. Like, we can do a ton of stuff with it. So it's like, okay, bro. oh yeah, especially the swings. Good luck. Yeah, swings are my favorite exercise. Kettlebell yeah. is my favorite, like, especially when you do them right. You can actually get some back activation with them as well. You get a lot of back, like. Like if I if if I I'm pressed for time, I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna bust out a set of seventy kettlebell swings, and I'm home. Yeah. Like if you yeah. just do, if you can bust through seventy kilo, seventy twenty kilo kettlebell swings in one set, unbroken, then you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna feel hosed. Uh, mm -hmm. and you're gonna be feeling it the next day, that's for sure. Yeah, no, man, not just the lower back because this is what a lot of people get wrong as well, like the core stability, mm. and that's not just your abs, that's your lats as well. Yeah, the people are surprised with that. Like, I need to engage my lats with squats. Yes, yes, you do. You really want to do that, especially when it gets heavy. When I was when I was taught to like do squats and stuff, yeah, the first principle he taught my uh, my coach to me was like the idea of just get tight. So it was like, 
actually the first actually that's the second thing the first thing was uh, externally rotate and the second thing was get tight bingo yeah so it was like engage the joints and then engage the core and you're locking everything in you're tight you're a solid mass you're 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 hold you're mm-hmm. filling the belly up so there's resistance in your interior with the air in your lungs and in your diaphragm and you're holding it like and then you're moving and then you're breathing as you're moving Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always called it breaking the bar. Yeah, that's the externally rotate with a bench with a bench press. That's the external rotation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. but same with squat. Like when you have that thing on your back, elbows whoop, a bit more in. Externally rotate, and and you do the same thing, screwing your legs, screwing screwing your feet to the ground. Bingo. Same with deadlift. Same, yeah, same. with deadlift. Holy shit! Nonstop training. <laughs> We're getting a ton of questions right now. Have either of you ever tried Korean barbecue? Oh yeah, one of my favorite favorite uh, uh dining experiences korea i've been to korea a couple of times i actually speak a tiny bit of korean uh, Ooh, bunch of korean, yeah uh and it's uh one of my favorite cuisines is korean barbecue because they know how to marinate things and it's a lot of meat and it's a lot of really nice to, easy to eat delicious vegetables too they do a really good job hmm. yeah. i never knew that highly yeah. nice not so dry again. Have you ever tried only fruits and vegetable smoothies for it? But no, no, yeah. no. I'm not, no a fan. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of smoothie diets and juicing and stuff like that. No. How do you know you have a water retention problem? Well, your limbs get swollen up mm. compared to the rest of your body. You'll know. Believe me, believe me, Dre. You'll know. Like your fingers get swollen up more. You have you have a problem gripping. It's uh, it's it's not good. It's not good. Mm. Okay, last question, and then I really like to get into the the product you want to show today for show and tell. Yeah, for show and tell time. Not so great. Three sixty. Have you guys ever heard of OYO Nova Personal Gym? What are your thoughts? I've received one last week. No idea what that is. Let's. Let me. I'm going to do a quick, quick Google name. Mentioned it. OYO. I've never heard of that. Gym. Kickstarter projects. Oh, it's like a it's like one of these machines. It's just a bunch of pulleys and stuff. You know why I, there is an oh that how much is it? Five thousand. Oh, Wait, piss off, mate! Five thousand dollars, Jesus! Oh, piss off! <laughs> <laughs> Look, you could like you can get a, so much. Like, here's the thing. Like we were talking about this before. What are the key, what are the core kind of like body movements, right? Like push-ups, you don't need any equipment for. Dips, you can do dips on a park bench. Mm-hmm. Pull-ups, find a tree. Seriously, like find a tree or find something that you can hang off and put do a pull-up. Even if it's not, if you, if you can't get your hand around it, if it's a ledge, work on, work on your grip strength at the same time. Pull mm-hmm. up. We're doing it at the beach down the beach here. You know what I love most about pull-ups. Is when you have the rings, because mm-hmm. then you can rotate the arms, and then you can both like get the outside of the bicep and the inner side of the bicep, like mm-hmm. the peak and the um, the girth part, sort of say. Because well, yes, biceps do have two parts. And when you rotate the hands, then you can address both parts of it. But when you have the rings, you can do it during the movement. Yeah. With just a stern pull-up bar, you can't always do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, then you have to have a set of rings, which aren't expensive. Just go to the toy store. That's what I did. It's got these children rings. Well, they're actually incredibly versatile too, because you can do like, uh, you'd you'd call them like a reverse uh, pulls. Yeah, 
ring push-ups. Have you ever tried ring push-ups? Yes, they're very hard. Yeah. They are. Oh my god, those are hella hard. But it is, is insane. This is something you could you can just throw it over a tree. You know what I mean? You can set it up that way if you really wanted to. Like that's mm. actually that's actually a very very versatile piece of equipment you can pack with you and take anywhere if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. You don't need the, these super super complicated like bits of gym equipment. You really just need a, a lump of iron, <laughs> like a bar, and that's it. And if you can't bring that with you, go get those gymnastic rings. Yeah, or find like. You can always do push-ups. You can always do like ab exercises. You can always do. You can even do handstand push-ups if you if you if you know how to do those. Oh, those are tough. You can find something to 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 do a pull-up on. You know, then you can exercise quite a lot of your main musculature, and then obviously there's squats and box jumps, right? Yeah. Oh, you mind plugging my own shit real quick because I have something for that. I have something for that. No, seriously. I uh, let's go. Where are you? Where are you? Let's go here. No, 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 no. Copy URL. Fine. Save changes. Why can't I watch this? <laughs> I just want to watch the damn thing. God damn it, Gumroad. <laughs> ah, this is going so great. Very professional, as you can see. Very professional. Very professional. Yeah, I have the uh, exercise performance course. Hold on. Switch to buying. Where are you? Just do it like this. Okay, real quick. Plug my own shit right here. I want to do it. I need to do it. Because I have the exercise performance course right here. And what you will learn are these six main exercises made a couple of small videos about did i share this with you no oh, no i'm very i'm very keen to see this so i'm looking as so i'm leaning in to have a read of it oh yeah fun? well a while back the uh when it was still subscribe star a couple of the guys asked me could you do videos on how to perform these exercises so i got my buddy watson we got a professional light and things like that we got a good camera we mm. shot these videos but guess what happened I don't know. Whatever. I put them up there for free and nobody watched them. Right. Of course. So you know what I did? I put them in a Gumroad file and now if people want to learn something, people can buy it. Right. People will value that, that which they pay for. Yeah. So. Now, the link to that is now in the chat. If you want to know more about that, I discussed the most basic exercises, how to perform them, and this is all I did. I mean, if people have seen the pictures of me, and if you don't want to, well, go ahead on uh, Twitter. It's over there somewhere. I only did squat benches and deadlifts and pull-ups and dips and shoulder presses. Yeah. That's all I did. Now that we've got that out of the way. I like that. The shoulder presses, it, that's the other thing. Like, yeah, squat, oh, squat bench, deadlift, and a shoulder, and like military slash shoulder press, those are the key. Like, those are the key four. Because that, because that, the military shoulder press does your biceps. You know what I mean? Like if you could, that you've hit, you've hit everything in the body with those four exercises. That's it. Oh yeah. I guess okay. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right about that. That's, I mean, that's why the whole five by five program is so well because it's built on those exercises. But yes. then you get to at a certain point you're going to stagnate. Yeah. Then you have to get to the more volume and variation between things and yada yada yada. That's a fantastic foundation. The five by five for anyone who has never done or who wants an introduction to powerlifting. Yeah. These basic movements. The five by five is a 
perfect not only powerlifting bodybuilding as well yeah i mean just know how to perform those and then when you get to stagnate in your progress and things like that that's where you probably need somebody like me who can teach you about the uh, variations and building up volume and progress like that yeah exactly but you can still have that as a foundation mm. absolutely okay no stop great what's the hardest exercise you guys have ever done a um a one rep squat was pretty <laughs> was pretty damn difficult yeah that's always that always sucks probably the hardest exercise i can remember was i was part of my uh when i had a one-on-one coach for a while he got us to do these like sled pushes but it was me and my buddy, and it was like we were basically competing against each other. And we were pretty competitive with each other. It was it was like a weighted sled push, like a, well, I can't remember how much weight we had on there. But we just sled pushed to fatigue, and I, my legs were such so jelly I couldn't like drive home. I couldn't I couldn't press the accelerator. That was the, the same day, not the next day. The same day I couldn't press the accelerator. Oh, oh that stuff. Yeah, it's terrifying, but it was a yeah. it was great. It was a great day. <laughs> Uh, my my former boss in my powerlifting gym made me do a sled pull with him on it. That is way tougher than I thought. Like you know, in strongman where they do those truck pulls. Yeah. Now I know what that. My calves were burning. Like, fuck. Actually, well, no, no, well, this thing was it was like you push. It was push one way, pull the other. Way. It was like push, yeah. pull, pull, push. It was, it was both of the fucking things. Oh yeah. damn! Not a different day oh damn yeah it's it's very tough speaking about tough things and hard things and rectal <laughs> things you've got something new coming out don't you yeah yeah it's a, so i i currently have a uh my brand new video course which i've been putting together for the last few months i'm very very proud of it there's nothing quite like this on the internet right now so it is my new video course is called sexual dominance escalation so what it what it basically is it's the world's first no bullshit sex education course for men. There's a lot of terrible, terrible sex advice running around the internet. In particular, uh, when it, especially when it's written by women. Uh, so, in particular, like you know, so if a guy hasn't got any, you know, a tremendous amount of sexual experience under his belt, you know, he wants to impress a woman in the bedroom, wants to be better in the bedroom. If he googles how to make a woman orgasm or if he googles like how to be good in bed he's going to get a ton of really bad advice because that's all google is going to deliver to him so i sat down i thought so the combination of that and then a second the second thing that got me sort of going with this was i had rollo tomasi actually mentioned to me once he said you know what guys hit when the problem that guys have is that when they're here they need to be more dominant in the bedroom they think they have to go from zero to a hundred like straight away so they're a guy that sort of hasn't really been a dominant man in the bedroom so to speak they've been you know more vanilla more casual they hear they need to be more dominant and then they they, i don't know try to crack a bitch in the face or something and it goes horribly wrong right (laughs) no tact no no control i have a story for you after the show by the way keep me reminded but please go on oh excellent (laughs) i mentioned cracking someone in the face and he has a story for me Anyway, so guys hear that and they sort of make these mistakes. And then it's like, so Rollo said to me, he's like, it'd be nice if someone could teach these guys how to go, how to baby step it from like, okay, go from zero to 10 and then go from 10 to 20 and then go from 20 to 30 and so on and so on. And so I got thinking, I was like, well, I can make that course because I know exactly how to do that. That's literally my job. I mean, I've been a professional philanderer for the, for the better part of the last decade. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with my with my work, I'm, I've 
been in the adult entertainment industry for the last four years uh, behind in front of the camera. And prior to that, I was a high-class male companion back in Australia for several years as well. So I used to get paid to uh, service wealthy businesswomen, service other escorts as well. Like I had female escorts who would hire me to have a night off, basically. That was, yeah. that was my job for quite a while. So I have a tremendous amount of experience in this field, being professionally, being paid to do it, being like my income was dependent upon making a woman orgasm, basically, for, for a number of years. So I know what I'm talking about right, when it comes to this stuff. So I put together this video course, and it's basically it's, it's very comprehensive. It's five and a half plus hours nice. of video content breakdowns. It's over 80 different sexual techniques uh, explained. Like, and I'm, and when I'm talking real live sexual demonstration so this there is this is not something you want to watch around the family dinner table this is like real actual is me and the the, a couple of actresses that i've i I got into to do the demos with real sex and then i break each of the things i'm doing down step by step in intricate detail so guys can come in and watch this and be and here's the thing here's the thing so if you're a brand new guy, if you're a newbie, you've, you've got very little sexual experience under your belt. You can come in at, a ver- at the very, very low end, the very vanilla end of this spectrum, and you can pick up a bunch of stuff that you can apply straight away, which is, is not going to put you out of your comfort zone that any guy can do, right? That will show a lot more dominance in the bedroom. If you're a more experienced guy, I take it all the way up to the very, very high end of you know, being very degrading or sadomasochistic, uh, you know, more physical, very, very physically dominant stuff. And I've had guys who have, you know, 200, 300 plus lay counts look at this course and be like, oh shit, there's there's stuff in here I didn't know about, you know. So this isn't just for like newbies. This is for any guy can definitely learn something from this video course because I go and there's a ton of examples, a lot of creativity going into this because that's another part of this is being, being a good lover or being like someone who is going to rock a woman's world in the bedroom is a part of it is also just being creative and having giving her an experience she's never had before. So if you're a guy, if you can give a girl a sexual experience she's never had before, if you can give her a t- an orgasm, a type of orgasm she's never had before, and I show guys how to do that in this course, or if you can just show her how to submit in a way she's never submitted to a guy before, by default, you will immediately be the best sex she's ever had. And this is how you get girls coming through on like a constant, uh, like a rotating door schedule because these girls don't want to let you go. And I know this because I've I've done this before. Like, I'm not very proud of it, but I've had situations where I've basically had girls cheating on their fiancés with me for six months, a year at a time because the sex was too good. That is coming back. Not proud of it. Wouldn't say anyone should. I'm not encouraging anyone to go do that now. This is not parental advice. No, this is not parental advice. <laughs> That's basically uh, a very very brief introduction of what I cover in this course. So. I, I go over this, what I call my zero to 100 scale, where I baby step guys through this progress. I give a bunch of examples of, say, uh, okay, so you have an endpoint that you want to get to. Say, say, for example, you want to get a girl to go to, uh, to have anal sex with you, right? I show you how you could baby step a girl from who's never done it before, who, who isn't necessarily overtly into it. And I show you how you can, over several sex sessions, you can baby step her towards the point where she would be open and receptive and interested in anal sex, right? That's just one example of something I, pro- I progress a guy through in this course. So, like I Damn. said, 
five and a half hours of video of video breakdowns over 80 different demonstrations there's a ton of stuff in this video course uh jack has a link for it you can check it. you can you can drop it somewhere in the chat it's in the description as well i would i have some demos i can show you which are safe for youtube i and, would love to i would they're love not, to. they're not going to get you banned <laughs> i promise you <laughs> Sterling, it's a miracle I haven't been banned yet. Man, I have said the R word. I have said uh, I have almost said other words that will probably get me banned. We're still here. We're still here. Oh, by the way, for people who are wondering, Rob is celebrating Christmas. He actually does have a life. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas to Rob, too. Yeah. Uh, let me just... He would have loved this, man. He is way more of a degenerate people think. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm, and I'm trying to show guys, like, it, it, this is because <clears throat> there's a lot of nuance to some of this stuff to sort of being being more dominant in the bedroom so it's it's not only am i demonstrating it by explaining what i'm doing but you also get to see like a real example of female body language responding to it because nice. even though the girls i'm using are pornographic you know they're porn, they're porn actors right so to speak <laughs> not very good actors but they're <laughs> you could still call them actors i told the when i was filming this course i told these girls look don't i'm not asking you to react to anything just give me your natural expression of what i'm doing to you and you see that come through in the course again and again and again you see they can't help but fucking smile when i do certain things during this course mm. and I, I point that out as I'm demoing it. Uh, so this is a, uh, I'll share my screen with you very right like, now. I'm imagining a scene right now, like where you insert yourself in her and then out and stare at the camera. What you see here, I just inserted it and as you can see on her face and I'll try it again. And I just keep looking at that camera. It's not quite how I did it. You'll see exactly how I did it here. Uh, I will share my, uh, my entire screen here. Viewer discretion is advised. Viewer discretion advised. Let's see. Uh, oh, so I've, uh, you should see that coming up on your... Uh, yeah. Tell me when. Uh, it should be there, available. Yeah, yeah, it's already there, but I see us. Yeah, so you know how you can click the button. There oh. you go, man. That's yeah, the no, that's what I meant, because now we have the... That's what... That's what... Uh, can you, is, that, is that just showing that whole video window now? Yeah. Cool. All right, let's, uh, let's give this a play, and you can have a quick... This, is a, this demonstration uh, is uh, one of the very, very first demonstrations in the video course at the very very low end of the scale at the mm -hmm. vanilla end of the scale that any guy this is something any guy can do and it's even something you could do you would do before you actually initiate sex so it's actually something you can do to sort of take it when you take a girl home from a date to escalate towards sex and you could start showing some some dominance uh, uh, in that process so this is uh, what this demonstration is so let's get cracking So there's a couple of things you'll notice here. I'll pause it. So first things first, I'm leading her through the door. An important thing to take note of. I'm, hold, I'm holding her by the hand and leading her through the door here. Uh, second thing you'll notice, as I'm about to throw her up against the wall here, or against the door here, rather, see where my hand went? My hand went behind her head. There's a reason for that. That is so I can push her against the door or the wall or whatever I'm pushing her against with force without smacking her head and uh, and hurting her. So I'm able to, because to, my hand's taking the brunt of the pain there, right? Or brunt of the impact, rather. So I can push her up against the wall in a rel relatively forceful manner, dominant manner, without actually causing any pain, uh, without adding any sort of awkwardness to the interaction as well. Because you bring a girl home from a date and you 
crack our head against the door, she's going to be like, ow, and then it's going to ruin the mood, right? So it's a very, very subtle but very important detail there. Then a quick makeout, and then an example of coquetting here. I break it off and I walk away. And then she follows. So that's a, that's a perfect example of coquetting right there. So there you go. So that's, that gives you an example of kind of how uh, I've structured the course. And uh, let me just take that away. There we go. That's, that's, that's pretty good. Yes, yeah, so the entire video course is like that. So it's basically like the way you go through it. At the very beginning, I, I break down all the concepts I'm going to talk about in the video course. I actually... Uh, my third, the third module of the course is actually a breakdown of female, of the female anatomy. I go over the ex, the external anatomy of the of the erogenous zones. I go over the internal anatomy, which is even more important, and then I go over the nervous system interactions between like women's orgasms and when what various nervous system interactions there are for different orgasms in a woman. And then I start breaking down all this stuff. And the way I way I present it is I you'll see the the clip of the technique first in in like in the raw. And you'll see that you'll see me in the little, in the corner there breaking down exactly what I've just shown you step by step. <clears throat> That's pretty neat. Yeah, and- like I said, there's, no, there's nothing like this on the internet anywhere. This is nothing like this has ever been made, and it's and it's about fucking time somebody taught men how to do all this stuff. It's funny, by the way, that you showed this clip because I do that sometimes to a girl, but I never put my hand behind her head. I'm like, oh. Shit. <laughs> and the only reason I know this is because I've made the mistake. So it's not like I it's not like I knew all this from fucking birth. You know what I mean? This is that's why no. sex is a learnable skill, just like any other. Like being good in bed is a very, very learnable skill. And it's a mm. skill you have to learn. You can't you're not just born with this, you know? But I mean, that's the thing with all things. You have to fail before you learn. And some people are probably gonna say, eh, sterling is shilling. No. You know what the thing is, Sterling, and I've said this before, some people have put in time and effort into a certain skill. I've done that with schedule building, powerlifting, things like that. You have done that with porn. We know things other guys don't. So what we did was like compart all that knowledge into a digestible video course, and then you can get it. Like, yeah. if you don't like it, don't buy it. But when somebody asks us, like, hey, how do you do that? And it takes like, I don't know how long to explain it. Yeah. Be glad we put the effort into it to make this. Yeah, exactly. And this is, here's the thing, like this is like 10 plus years of philandering, like mm. pressed into a five and a half hour-ish, probably a little bit longer actually. Uh, video yeah, that's call. the finished result, but then comes the editing, the narrating, the filming. Oh, the, yeah, it, took, it, took, it took a while, don't get me wrong. But uh, the whole point of it is I'm trying to download my brain and put it into yours. So like, because I've got all this experience, I've got all you know, all this trial and error with hundreds of different women. So I know what buttons generally work for most women, right? I've seen the patterns, I recognize the patterns, I've, I've connected the, the dots, right? And I know what can turn a woman on, what can turn a woman off. And I know if a woman's compliant for a certain thing, she's she's very likely to be compliant to these other things, you know. And so that's kind of a lot. This, this whole sort of system I teach in this course is about building a sexual compliance ladder with a woman. Mm-hmm. You sort of baby step her through, uh, you know, simple things. If she's compliant with simple sex acts, then 
you progress at a sort of more extreme sex sex later on, right? And that's why you can come, any guy can come into this system, whatever their comfort level is, whatever their experience level is, and they can plug in at a certain point. Okay, Matt, go to um, X video and type in Sterling Cooper. He'll probably show up. Wait, is this the... Uh, How can a guy like express his sexual abilities in an online profile? Like, you do know who Sterling is, right? <laughs> is it easy to post pics of money muscles but verbally saying you're good in bed well like what he said here I agree with you. if you if you just say you're good in bed you do come off as bragging and needy yes that is 100% correct uh, unfortunately you can't look there's you, you don't really if you try to come across kind of uh, overtly sexual in online dating you tend to come off as creepy because you can't control a lot of sexuality, a lot of demonstrating sexuality is about body language. It's about eye contact, vocal tonality, uh, not flinching, like strong eye contact, you know, like not like not like looking around and being nervous, right? Not non-nervous body language, non-emotionally reactive body language. All these things are very seductive and sexual. Uh, it exudes sexual confidence, right? When you can do this in front of, in front of a woman. So you can't really communicate that, unfortunately, through just the medium of text. You can communicate that with voice messages, though. That is one way you can do that. Real quick, Matt, apologies. I think I understood you incorrectly uh, because I thought he was. Uh, I thought he was kind of like criticizing us for like saying those things. Uh, but now I understand what he means. Like, hey, how can you? Okay, so Matt, yeah. that's my bad. That's my bad. Yeah, so that's 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 how I'm interpreting Matt's question here. Yeah, yeah, that was my bad. But yeah, he brings up a good point. But voice messages. Yeah, I hate typing. I really hate typing. Well, like my like I I. <laughs> I spent years developing a deeper voice because I, because I speak on camera. You have a good voice. Thank you very much. I've, I've been told I have a voice for radio. Uh, so that's, ver it's a, that's an asset that I have. So why would I waste that asset by texting? It's better for me to leave a voice message mm -hmm. and then seduce her that way, right? But here's something I want to add here. Um, when you have – here's the thing. like when you have confidence in the bedroom, when you when you know that you can make a woman orgasm a million different ways, when you know you can rock her world, when you know you're going to be the best sex she's ever had, you are you are undeniably certain of that fact. That comes across when you interact with her in person. She like she can't help feel that. You're not saying it overtly. You're not saying oh, I can do shit to you, baby. You're not saying that. You're just. It's, it comes across in the way you look at her. In the back of your head, you're thinking, you poor thing. You do not have a clue what you're in for. Like, that's the thought that's going on in the back of your head. And that comes through in your body language. And women pick up on that vibe, and they they can sense sexual confidence. So when you're taught, and that's that's a pre-selection trigger, too. That, like, that makes you very, very pre-selected when you... Because here's the thing. If you know your way around a woman's body, it's the ultimate signal of pre-selection because she's like damn this motherfucker has had sex before because he knows how to do all this stuff to me that he's definitely done it to girls before and i actually had one i actually had one uh, a guy one of the first ever presentations i did like the beta test of this entire course it's like it was like one hour compared like of of me talking for a while uh and he took one of the techniques i taught him and it was his third lay ever and the girl asked him, couldn't stop, wouldn't stop asking him how many women he'd been practicing this on. And he'd learnt the technique from me like the day before. And this chick was like, and he sent me the, he, this girl like gave him all these hickeys on his neck and he sent me the, he texted it to me on Telegram. I was like, this is the best review I could have ever asked for. 
but uh, that's I, I've, got, I've got another clip I can show you as well. But maybe yeah, we I'd, I'd love to. Let's get to uh, Dre's question real quick. Sterling, what's the funniest answer you have had online while doing research? Mm. Uh, the the best the worst answer I've ever seen to a sex related qu- uh, like a, a sex related question. I was doing research on like what kind of advice is out there, and I came across the old uh, chore play. You should like this kind. Of, obviously, it wasn't even written by a woman. It was written by a fat man who clearly doesn't get laid. I, I was like, I read the bit of advice. I was like, who wrote this? And I found the author. Like, this dickhead. Anyway, uh, it was. If you want, what you should do is do the dishes, and then your wife will give you regular blowjobs. Was basically his his shitty advice. So I'm here, I'm here to tell you all right now. Do not do that. That is not going to work. That will never work. Uh, you do not exchange. You, sex is not negotiable, as they say. I mean, if you do it right, you can just show up, grab her hair, and she will be happy to oblige. Exactly. <sighs> we've, got, we've, got, we've got myths to dispel, Jack. Oh my God! Oh, don't you? Oh. It was a while back. I heard someone say, or somebody sent me a uh, a comic where um, his wife was laying in bed, and there was this big like wheel of fortune, and it was his birthday. And the woman said, "Well, since it's your birthday, you can spin it again." And there was sex on it one time, and like no sex on it for ninety nine percent of the wheel. And like, <laughs> I am used to women nagging my head off for it. How can you live in a world where you have to beg for it? And that's a that's a key distinction. There is like when when you're good at it, they want they'll the, they're the ones that are chasing you for it. Mm-hmm. This is the life. This is the reality that I live in. It's like if I fuck a girl once, she's hitting me up again and again and again. It's like okay, I've become a bit too selfish for that. No, <laughs> no, like it happens at a certain point, you just become a bit too selfish, and then the girl's like, He only cares about himself, but I'd rather have that than she's saying, No, oh, he's so bad. It's like, Nope, he's like, just a selfish prick. When you have the skill, you have the option. Yes, if you don't have the skills, then that is not an option for you. Okay, Dre, we're gonna keep that question for after the video clip Sterling is showing us. Yeah, sure. I've got one, I'll, I've got one more demo that is safe for YouTube, which I will show to you now. Let me just bring this one up. Yeah, indeed. Uh, happy wife, happy life. Yeah, that, that bollocks. Okay, let's see. Boom. Oh, cool. That's that's showing up now. All right, boom. You can see that now. Yes. Excellent. Here we go. So here we're we're showing the correct way to pull a girl's hair. Now, there's a bit of tact here. Uh, so you'll notice that you notice where I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing up. I'm starting at the base of her scalp, and I'm pushing up to grasp the hair in my hands like that. And then I have a, I actually have a lot of control there over her head. And this is actually a very pleasurable feeling for her. It's a, it's a pleasurable feeling, and it's a submissive feeling. She knows I'm in control. I can actually move her around. Uh, and, it, and it sends a lot of women into this very euphoric headspace, like straight away. And that's how you do it from the back, and then this is how you do it from the front. Again, very subtle, and then bang, I can pull her head back, make her stare me right in the eyes. She knows who's in charge here. Now, in the, the next example here, this is a, the next example is a little bit exaggerated, but this is how some guys kind of pull their hair, just like grab tufts of it. Obviously, she's overacting here a bit, but 
there is a time and a place to do that kind of hair pull or like, and you know, you can do this sort of when she's mushed down onto the bed in doggy style, for example, if you just live like grabbing a scrunch of hair, then, and then turning and making out with her, that makes sense. But if you're trying to pull her hair erotically, just grabbing a random tuft and tugging her hair, her head around that shows a lack of experience that shows a lack of tact if you're trying to do it erotically, right? So there's a distinction here. Um, there is a time and a place for doing something like that if she's the kind of girl who likes to be completely manhandled, completely tossed around, uh, and actually kind of likes pain to a degree, then sure, this kind of way of pulling a girl's hair, like just wrangling her like a rag doll, there is a context for that, but you need to be able to read the girl uh, when she's kind of into that. And like I said, I, I would prefer to sort of grab her hair like that when I'm mushing her into the bed somewhere. So that's, uh, I actually had to cut out a little bit of this uh, demonstration. It was uh, two, there was another demonstration where I give, uh, <clears throat> I show like pulling hair in the act of sex, but obviously I can't show that on, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't, like, I knew the one from the back, like you go more up in the scalp. Yeah. That's where, that's where you want to be. I didn't know that one from the front, like where you, where you go yeah, in a more gentle way, like, past the face really exact, i'm basically doing the exact same thing but just from the front angle and it, yeah i i do slow the demonstrations down deliberately so you can see them on camera mm -hmm. um, and so during the during the course so i go through all this sort of all these techniques and then i i show a really good clip of uh i, I basically tying it all together so like an actual real life sex session which I wasn't even going to record. It was basically me and a, me and a porn star came over. She, she came over to, sh to shoot content. I had no intention of actually shooting content with her. I, was just, I just wanted to have a sex with her. Uh, it was a very rough session. She put the camera down. Like she, she got up at one second, put the camera down, pressed record, and it just turned out to be really good footage for this. So I used that footage. <laughs> it perfect. So it's actually a real example of me tying a bunch of the concepts together in a real life, like real life speed and force. Because I am, I do slow things down uh, quite a bit and use a lot less force in these demonstrations than I would naturally, purely because I want to make sure guys who are complete newbies don't get too intimidated, don't get too, you know, uh, overwhelmed, and and you can see all the things I'm doing it with enough detail to dissect them, basically, yeah. Uh, but that but that thing where I'm coming from the front, where I'm, I'm grabbing there and I'm and then pulling her head back there it's the key thing is to pull up right? yeah. it's the upward sensation some somebody said once a long time ago i think it might have been even a mystery method uh mystery said like it kind of this this sensation of like pulling at the back of the neck is kind of uh, reminiscent of mammalian uh biology because that's where if you notice like lions and and wolves and things that's where they grab cubs they grab, they bite and grab them at the back of the neck, the back of the scroff there. And it sort of puts mm. this like, it makes them go limp, puts them in this submissive, it immediately puts them into a submissive uh, sort of state of mind. And it does this, the theory is that it does the exact same thing with humans, that we, we have that biology in us. So that's why hair pulling and, and particularly in that, at that spot does this to women. It puts them in this really euphoric, submissive headspace. Nice. Yeah, it's, pretty, well, it's hard to debunk that theory. 
hard to debunk that. Yeah, I mean, it's also kind of hard to prove it. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's more of experience, I guess. Like in experience, I have noticed, well, kind of the same thing, actually. Yeah, exactly. Look, I don't, I don't care what the theory, if the theory is right or not. I just care about the result. I know that it will go pretty much. So, yeah. guys, we're gonna wrap this one up. I'm gonna start my second Christmas day. Sterling is gonna start his Boxing Day. Boxing day. Uh, I support this course. You can enroll here. Sexual dominance escalation. Learn what your sex ed teachers never taught you. Yeah, because exactly. seriously, I saw that's a good production, by the way, as well. That's a thank good you, camera. Thank you very much. I'm very, very, very proud of this product. It's, it's taken a lot of work. Uh, obviously, a lot of money has been sank into it. That's that's beside the point. But the production value is fantastic. It is well worth every penny you pay for it. I guarantee you. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. no, I I believe you 100. I believe you. You, are, you, not you want to get a copy, and you want to also support Jack at the same time, then. Uh, buy it through his uh, link in the chat and in the description below because that then this is also support, supporting Jack's channel. Spam, spam, spam. And if you want to support the channel more, you can click the join button. It's uh, $4.99 a month. You get access to weekly exclusive podcasts and live streams. During the live streams, we were discussing mostly fitness-related topics like how to build your own schedule, things like that. Also, to plug my own crap even more, it's not crap, by the way. It's pretty, pretty damn good. It's just awesome. But I'd like to say the word crap. You can join my email list, and you will get the eight bullet points every training schedule should follow link to that to the mailing list is here other than that the simple things smash the like button subscribe if you haven't and share this with anyone who you think needs to hear this message guys that was it for this week enjoy your boxing day whatever and if i don't see you anymore next week and maybe the week after that happy new year's sterling thanks for being on man it was a pleasure thank you for having me on no problem at all toodles